It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the most watched show in junior hockey. I am joined today by a couple of people who are really interested in diving deep here. We are going to have a little bit of expansion talk for you here. It's full on recruitment season here at the Dan K show in the USPHL across junior hockey and a man who's always being recruited, not necessarily for his hosting skills, not always for his ability to put, as he says, butts in seats. Sometimes it's just to be the face of a low a ball baseball teams drink special night. But I'll tell you what, it's a pretty good drink special night and it's a pretty good host of the Dan K show. It's Dan K. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, Lucas, we've got a, we've got a guest today who spent a lot of time in Canada, but me, I've got I've got the Florida version of Canada covered for him in baseball. Uh, the Dunedin Blue Jays, the single A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. I am the face of Bogo Margaritas Night. Uh, buy one get one free margs all day. Uh, your first one's on me if you catch me up there uh, watching a ball game. It's a but, great time. But you'll never we, catch me. But you'll never catch me. <laughs> I'll be running around that ballpark, but no, we've got we've got a great guest today, Lucas. We've got an exciting conversation to have. As the NCDC, they used to say, "Go west, young man." Right? The NCDC expands west this season, and we've got six new teams coming into the fray. These organizations ready to take on tier two hockey and, and bring the tier two game in the U.S. to whole new heights. And a new team that not just because they've got one of the best logos on the planet. But a new team in a, in a community ready to get behind their squad has come into the fray. And we've got Mr. Darren Naylor from the Rock Springs Grizzlies on with us here today. Roll Grizz, baby. What's going on, Nails? How we doing? <laughs> uh, not too bad. Thank, thanks for the intro there. And hopefully if you're in Dunedin, you get to watch Manoa pitch. And hopefully he gets back on track so the Jays get him back up. Yeah, it's a tough call by them, not even putting them on the single-A team, but on the Florida Complex League. For folks who don't know, there is a single-A league, but there is also just a complex league where you can just walk in and watch. So, like, Alec Manoa having to deal with some some razzing down here. I think that might be part of his uh, his recouping process. They want him to deal with it a little bit. He's, he's getting bounced around down here. But, Coach, we talk about the development down here in single-A baseball in Florida. A lot of development in that name, NCDC, right, the National Collegiate Development Conference, you come into Rock Springs. What made you make this decision to make the jump to Rock Springs? What made you come down here to the U.S. and take on this challenge? Yeah, so like you mentioned, uh, my background's basically in Canada hockey. I've been involved in junior hockey, junior A hockey up here since what, 1994, I believe. So our last experience in myself with my Wes Musio, I'm also part owner of the team. So Wes is my partner and we got a guy, Andy Eustace is the other guy, another buddy from mine from back home. So just, uh, we, uh, Wes is, lives in Florida now and we, he sold the Nanaimo Clippers and, you know, he wanted to stay involved in junior hockey and he asked me to explore, you know, he wants to do junior A tier two hockey and, so I got a hold of, uh, I was familiar with the NCDC East in, uh, in the BCHL, I, you know, especially during COVID, we had a lot of dealings with them because they, they had a bubble plan going and, they, you know, I, I didn't want my players up here in Canada not to, especially the older guys who were looking for some scholarships to, uh, to go without. So we, we were researching 
places for players to land and have a place to play so that, you know, at least some schools, they could still have eyes on them. So I was familiar with the NCDC East, dealt with them and grabbed a few players off of them over the years. And really, you know, really I like the structure, the, the whole concept of the league. They they recruit from the recruitment to everything that went away around with it. So I reached out to, to Bob, the commissioner, and, you know, told him I'm interested. And it just happened to coincide with the fact that uh, the NCDC was moving west. Yeah. So I grabbed out my old grade 10 social studies uh, atlas book and <laughs> started going through West, you know, places in the West. I've, you know, playing hot, playing pro hockey. I've seen a lot of places by bus. You pass through everywhere. So, you know, I researched a few places, and then in early April, I, you know, I went on a trip and went and looked at a couple places. And it just so happened that the night I was in Rock Springs, there was they have they have a a men's league tournament going on, and on a Friday night. I'm there scouting a men's league game. I say it was kind of a joke, but I was more there to see the facility and, and things like that. But as I got there, I was watching a men's league game and there's about 700 people in the crowd watching a men's league game. And uh, so right away that got my, my senses going and I went and sat in the crowd and, you know, in Canada, I can't go into rinks without being noticed, but in Rock Springs, I was uh, easily just blending in and I just sat amongst people and, you know, the, the, the general theme of the people was, you know, boy, they were so happy that there was something going on there that weekend. So they had something to do. Right. So that got my, that got my senses going even more. So after, you know, doing some research and when you're, I know also from playing in the States, you got to stay away from places that have college teams and university programs, because no matter what, you're going to come second or third fiddle. So this, this town rock Springs, they have none of that. We are literally the only show in town. So my thinking is if we market this properly, the way we did up here in Nanaimo, that I think we, we can have, you know, have a really good thing there in rock Springs. And so we, we, uh, we worked out a deal. We had to we had to get the territory from a team that was in the the lower league there last year. So we bought the territory, and then we bought the the rights to the team. And you know, it got approved about a, three days before the draft. <laughs> so we got that done, and I I I, I uh, scrambled to get as much used as many of my resources as I could to put you know a, a solid draft together. Where you know we might not see the benefits of that this year, but next year i'm hoping i'll start to see some benefits from that yeah and it's just been a whirlwind ever since like i've been recruiting i mean luckily where i am up here in in bc there's a lot of junior a teams camps going on every weekend like there's a camp going on and i've been to denver now i've been to vegas i'm going back to vegas and going back to denver this next week and then i got a trip lined up to go back to uh i'm gonna go back to boston for the chowder cup and then we're hosting a couple of our own camps up one up here in vancouver and then another one in indianapolis at the end of july so my uh my schedule's pretty busy it's been pretty booked and you know you're finding players and i'm pretty connected guy that way i've been around a while so i i mean i can talk to a lot of advisors and agents and you know i get a lot of names that way and we've already put a good We've already got a good core started of, of players I've signed who are going to come in and compete hard for jobs. And then, you know, some of the some of the gut higher end type guys, they might be a little bit later in arriving as, you know, they still might have aspirations for the BCHL or USHL type thing. Yeah. Now, you look at this 
talk about a three-day lead time for the draft. Like that, that's putting it to a whole nother level of, of emergency preparedness, right? Getting ready for that thing. You, you kind of answered some of this, but as you build an expansion team, as you, as you build a new franchise, as you put together a complete roster from start to finish, I mean, at this level, you're a guy who's had so much success in, in the game of hockey, on the ice, behind the bench, in every facet of this game. How do you build this roster? How do you build a team? Do you have to have just future in mind? Is this a win now? I mean, what do you do? How do you mix it all? Well, I'm kind of lucky because when we took over the Nanaimo Clippers six years ago up in the BCHL, I had one returning player. So it was almost like getting in an expansion type thing. So what I did that time year or in that situation, I, I just went around and I grabbed the best possible 2000 birth year players I could get. And I just wrote it for a year and, you know, we finished about 500. Then the next year we won the division and we were on our way to win it until COVID shut us down. So you got to kind of, you got to have to uh, make sure you got the future looked after with some young players, but you got to surround them with some old players with some experience to help you out because it's a grind in junior hockey. But when you're building teams, the first and foremost thing is you always start from your net out. So I've been pretty lucky so far. I've I've signed a high-end goalie out of, out of that I'm familiar with from up here, Marik Erickson. And he's a guy that, you know, I feel if I give him another guy for a one 1A type situation, we'll, we'll be strong in net, which is a start. And I put together, I've got about four or five solid, solid defensemen signed and some good forwards. So you build from the back out. And if you have the goaltending and the defense and your structure holds through and your forwards can, you know, chip away and win some 3-2-2-1 games. And that's what you're hoping for. And you absolutely love it. You see the product. You talked about 700 plus people at, at, an, at a men's league game. Lucas, I got to imagine someone on the ice knew who he was and, and told their significant other, yeah, he might be looking at me for a pro contract somewhere. You know, <laughs> I, I guarantee you someone said that. But coach, you, you look at this this facility and this this team, this organization. Talk to me about if I come in, I play for the Rock Springs Grizzlies, and I'm listening right now. What's a day in a life going to look like? How do you how do you prepare a hockey player day in and day out? Right, like from time I wake up, time I go to bed. Yeah, so my philosophy is one: I want to get them out of bed fast in the morning. I like to get the guys to the rink at you know at nine at nine a.m. in the morning. They check in and we'll practice from ten till noon type thing. And boys will have a little break for lunch, and then they have you know gym time, work mandatory workout times Monday to Wednesday. They'll be on a on a program that I've been using for you know last ten years up here. So that that'll be the day and then you know we'll, we'll do some video, individual video work we'll be in there and then thursday's usually like team video day where we get prepared for the weekends and so the kids are busy and in between you know the hockey and the workouts etc then you know they, they the the younger players especially have a hard time with this where you know they figure okay the hockey's done now it's time to play video games until <laughs> three in the morning well then they come to the uh, after a week of that they come to the rink their eyes are baggy black rings around their eyes and they have no energy so you know you have they have they have to learn how to rest and prepare like that's one of the most important things so i tell the players and you know when you leave here hang out for a bit but make sure you're getting your schoolwork done and you know get your rest because it'll catch up to you in a in time and if you know if, if you're not rested you're not you're not uh, preparing properly and you're not given prime performance and could cost you your job type thing so you got to make sure that you know you're doing things properly and you know you help the players too a lot of kids it's their first time away from home and 
you know, they're away from mom and dad. They think, you know, they're at Disneyland type thing, but you got to help them out and help them get on some sort of a structured schedule and stress the importance of nutrition and rest. Is there, is there something you can see in a player um, that kind of lets you know what their, what their potential might be? Is it as easy as looking at one or two things and seeing it, or does it take more time to develop like a complex picture of that player once they're, once they're in your rink? I'd say a bit of both, right? Like and for me with recruiting, excuse me, our rink is not as big as the other rinks in the league. We're about five feet shorter on each, each end and the neutral zone's pretty tight. So with that in mind, I'm trying to recruit some guys with a little bit of size to help me, to help me, uh, to help us with that aspect. And in the meantime, making sure we got the, the speed covered and all everything look, looks mm-hmm. good that way. But in terms of like when I watch players, it's just, it can be anything like just some sort of body movement or any type of thing where I think, okay, that kid's got it. There's something there. And you know, I, I gotta, I gotta bring them in and then you have, you have to bring them in and, and let them uh, compete against players who are a little better. Like when you go to these camps, some, some of these camps I'm scouting are, are not uh, are not always the most elite, so you have to separate. Okay, this kid's doing this here, but what's he gonna do at the next level? And you know, for me, skating is always the number one thing. If if a, if a boy can skate and he's strong on his edges and he's thick and he's not gonna get bounced off the puck too much, then uh, that'll be something I'll, I'll look at. You can say you're looking for dogs, coach. Yeah, <laughs> we also we're, we're gonna need a scouting. Yeah, he's barking at me. He's like, why haven't we gone to the beach yet? And I live a couple blocks <laughs> um, on the beach. Excuse said, me. Beach time. Let's go. But <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah so anyways, getting back to the scouting. And like, I, I've been a, like, I scouted in the Western Hockey League for about 13 years with the Seattle Thunderbirds. So I, uh, I've, I, I know, I think I got a pretty good eye for identifying guys who I think can make the jump, right? And the, the difficult thing for, the, for, for all of us in the West Division is we're kind of, um, creating the market or creating the the level like nobody nobody can really say oh that guy's got a head start because we're all in the same well i'm probably a little bit behind the other guys because at least they had something there last year but everybody is kind of in the same boat we're all creating a, a market level here and you know i take it pretty serious i i've had a lot of success in the last five years i think i've put over 150 kids into the ncaa on scholarships so that's kind of i mean i know coming to this coming to nc to our league ncdc it's going to take some time to get to there but i mean within two or three years i'd like to be pushing 10 12 guys to the ncaa a year that's my goal that's our goal as an organization so you got to walk before you run and first of all we want to establish a a good good team and you know give us give the fans of rock springs something to uh to to be proud of and i mean just i was talking to a couple of them the other day there and for there's already fans from rock springs that are going to are making travel arrangements to come watch our camp in Indianapolis at the end of July. So that was kind of exciting when I heard that. Love that. That is, that is building, building the community, right? Getting, getting everything behind you before we move on. I do, I'm going to need a scouting report on that pupper. We're going to need name. We're going to need birth year. What's, what's the deal over there? Oh, the dog. Oh yeah. Oh, that's Willie. So that's Willie, Willie, my dog. He's six. He's a Aussie doodle, about 90 pounder. Yeah, and he's uh, he he's, he comes pretty much everywhere with me. So he's... Come on, that's if if you're not sold on it, if you're a player who was on the fence about going to Rock Springs right now, 
You you got a ninety pound dog right now. You're going to be able to hang out with. You got a rink dog. There's nothing like a rink dog. You know, they, all these teams now that are getting the rink dogs. You got to love it. Yeah, he's uh, he's grown up in the rink. He spent a lot of time in there. <laughs> Took him on the odd bus trip too. He's not big on the buses, so I don't think he'll be coming on any more of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a little tougher, right? There's room yeah. to move, but not enough of it for him. Yeah, well, the bus in, in our division, the bus trips aren't bad. Like it's, I'm used to some 14, 16 hour trips, right? So yeah. our furthest trip, I think, is Pueblo, and it's six or seven hours. It's not too bad. So. Now you can, it's actually a great segue because the rest of the division is, is relatively close, right? A lot of times people associate hockey out West with those crazy long, long bus rides. Right. So for, from your perspective, is it, it's gotta be an asset to be able to be that close to the, your travel partners in, in a tier two league. Well, that's, and that gets back to what we were talking about rest, right? It's how important is it for players to be in their own beds every night? And I mean, fine, staying in hotels is great, but it's always better to come back to your home bed and get get in your own bed, whether it's a club before midnight type thing. Even here in the BCHL, the division we played in on the island, we were, you know, three hours to your longest trip type thing. So you're always home at night and the kids can get to bed and get, get their schooling in or whatever they need their rest in. So the traveling is it, one thing I looked at now is when we kind of looked at where we were going to put the team too, we wanted to make sure that we weren't too far away from everybody. And I think we're pretty central. Like we, like I said, Pueblo's a bit away. Then you got all the, the Utah teams are all kind of bundled in there. And then you got Idaho Falls. So, you know, three hours, four hours type thing. It's, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, it, it's, it's not too bad. Right. It's as we out on the out on the East Coast, Dan and I, Dan used to live in New Jersey, now lives in Florida. We we wouldn't say that a trip is three and a half hours. We would say that's one New England sports center away. You're not four and a half hours away. That's a that's a Merrimack College distance away. So, yeah. You've got you've got some of those trips a little bit regularly, but those those teams are great. They draw a ton of fans. The atmosphere out west is just something that's incredible. If you're listening from out in that area, go to usphlncdc.com, find the NCDC team closest to you, and honestly, become a fan. It's great hockey. It's exciting. They take care of the in rink experience. It is it is a lot of fun. Let's give them a little preview little preview here not necessarily about the players that you've recruited because i know that you know you're you're building this uh, you know it, it's going to take takes a little bit to get the player situation correct but i want to talk about your style as a coach offensively minded defensively minded you don't have to give away everything but what can someone expect from a team where you're at the helm I'm pretty known for my teams work hard, right? There's, there's no nights off. If players don't work hard, then, you know, they probably will find themselves sitting on the bench for a while, you know, accountability and the rest will take care of its course. Like, well, I'll put the structure in place. I'm very conscious of my own end. You know, I never was as a player, but then I I had a kid who turned out to be a goalie. So I ended up coaching them. I, I, you know, I had to relearn. I was not a defensive player when I played. Don't get me wrong. I'd meet my goalies twice a year at the Christmas party, at the beginning of the year and the end of the year party. So, but in doing so, I, I become more of a, like I pay attention to the defensive side of things and make sure that everything's structured properly. Offensively, I let my guys go as long as certain things are being done, but defensively, I'm pretty strict on what I expect and how I want to tight check and I'm, I'm not the type of guy who goes like if you have the personnel with great but I don't think in year one I'm going to have 
the guys that are going to go out and get into it, you know, a seven, six shootout, I'm thinking more three, two, four, three, two, one type games. And I always say, if you can keep the other team to under two, you should win 90% of your games. Yeah, I mean, and you watch at the next level. We talk about it all the time. We we just talked about it with Brett Wall from from uh, Lawrence University out there in NCAA D three. It's you you don't play those eight seven games at the collegiate ranks. You don't play those games at the professional ranks. The games are the games are hard fought. It's tough to find space. You win games three two. You win the big games two one. Right, and I I love the. Once you have a goalie in the household, you start to go, hey, where, where was that guy there? Where's he going? Where's he skating to, right? You get a little less offensive-minded when there's a goalie yeah. in the household. But what I want to talk about here is kind of – we call these the summer sessions right now, right? We're kind of in the, the off-season in quotations, as we call it. It tends to be where we all do our most work. But if you're talking about a player, if I'm talking – we have a lot of young athletes that are going to be future draft picks in the NCDC that listen in with their families – what should I be doing as a young player this time of year? Like how much is it don't be Patrick Line and play 17 hours a day a fortnight? And how much of it is getting in the gym? Like like what what do I gotta be doing this time of year in the summer as a young athlete? Yeah, I think it's important for players in the off season to pay attention to their off ice program. Like, you know, make sure you're strengthening whatever needs to be strengthened in your body, right? Get a get in, get in touch with a good off ice trainer and focus on that and picking your few of your weakest skills and just working on them while you're maintaining your strengths, but improve your weaknesses as this is the time to do it. But also, again, we get back to rest, right? Like when I played hockey, we'd throw our gear in the closet at the end of the year and we'd grab the baseball bat and baseball glove and away we went right now. It's changed. These kids, I know in the academies up here in Canada, these kids are on the ice two, three hours a day playing 50, 60 games in a season. And then, spring and you throw in the spring and the summer league these kids don't get off the ice and i'm not i'm not a very good opponent of that i think you i think you need some balance but i think in order to keep up with the jones type scenario you need to make sure that your off ice program is is really really good because when you come to camp and you only get one chance to really make a first impression type thing and if you're show up and your fitness scores are bad and I look watch you on the ice and you're lethargic then I, I, you didn't take it serious and I don't have you know I don't have time for that I want my my when I make a commitment to a player that my commitment I say that that's my commitment to you now you have to make a commitment to us that you're going to put the work in and show up in camp and and then be you know treated like a professional that's what I tell guys like this you guys want to be pros you want to get to the NCAA and and, and above well, these guys that do that and get there and even with me being in the BCHL like it's pretty high level of hockey these guys are dialed in and serious it's it's very serious so you got to you got to prepare yourself and give yourself an edge over the whatever edge you can give yourself over the next guy you got to do it you got to put the time in and, and make sure you're getting that done yeah and and you you absolutely loved it to hear the idea of you use the word accountability either earlier in this right you, you use these words that they should be buzzwords. We have to we have to take accountability for for what we're doing. We we always talk about players as you're kind of your own brand, right? You're kind of it, whether it's your social media pages that you're putting out there publicly and the pictures you decide to post or whatever you're doing, whether it's your work you put in the gym, whether it's what a scout sees when you're up seven nothing or what a scout sees when you're down seven nothing in body language and everything in between. It's it's all important. It's all a part of this game. And coach, we're gonna learn a little something about you now. We're gonna scout you. This is a uh, Something we're doing with all of our coaches 
this summer sessions and it's called minor chats i started this show when i worked for the philadelphia flyers and we needed some we needed some fodder for the jumbotron so what we would do we'd ask questions as quick as possible over a minute that are just personal questions nothing crazy what's your favorite color what's your favorite food things like that you'll answer them as quick as you can if you get more than 15 you'll be in first place if you get less than 15 just don't be in last place that that's the big thing coach <laughs> all right let's go you ready to go we're going to set this the clock will not start till i ask your first question ready set and go coach what's your favorite color red who's your favorite sports team vancouver canucks who's your favorite athlete of all time uh guy lafleur if you were stranded on an island you could only eat one food what would it be spaghetti nice choice uh what's a high scoring win or a shutout win behind the bench what do you want shout out uh, if you weren't a coach what job would you do right now oh radio oh nice pick what's your uh what's your uh favorite amphibian oh geez you, need a thesaurus. <laughs> you can pass it if you need to pass, pass. <laughs> ice cream cake birthday cake or neither at your birthday uh birthday uh, nice choice uh what's your favorite place to vacation at uh las vegas i drop you on a golf course anywhere in the country right now what are you shooting not good. <laughs> At a barbecue, hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Uh, who's, who's a uh, hockey coach you admire? I like John Cooper. Ooh, nice answer there. Sunrise or sunset, coach? Oh, sunset. Favorite musician or band all time? Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here, but Judas Priest. Nice pick. Lucas is going to love that. Last question. Do you want a million dollars? <laughs> I'd be happy. <laughs> Ooh, just just after the buzzer, Coach, we've had so many guys on here. Every single answer on the last question, the million dollars, just after the buzzer, we're going to put it back in the safe. The, the briefcase with the million in it will go away for now. But I'm going to tell you, 13. That's a healthy number right there. 13 correct answers. A, a great. If you got Amphibian, Amphibian has tripped up every single coach so far. Yeah. You at least made the decision to pass, which was smart. We had a coach answer squirrel. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a mammal. I'm going to tell you that's not an <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next time, uh, remind, me, remind me to bring my dictionary. Yeah. The, the problem is there's just not many of those amphibians out there, but there are amphibious hockey players, guys who can get it done on land, on air, and water, wherever they got to go. And, and if you're looking for a place to play, the Rock Springs Grizzlies, this organization you guys are putting together, the work you're putting in, Watching this thing grow is going to be fun. It's a great brand already, a great logo. Lucas, before we get to our parting words and close this out and let Coach get back to his busy offseason and, more importantly, get his dog to the beach. Willie's got to get to the beach here. He's got to get on a run. Lucas, do you have anything left for Coach? I, I just wanted to to ask you about the kind of the, your network of resources. I think we've kind of talked around this this um this topic a little bit right we mentioned at the beginning when we said that there wasn't a ton of time before the draft but you were able to kind of reach out and get a good you know get a good healthy picture of what was going on and and you know we've talked about your many years in the game we've talked about the fact that you know you're up in canada now down in in the states and and how much you understand the game when you talk about bringing this team from expansion into you know two-year plan three-year plan and success do you feel like your network of resources that you've accumulated throughout your years in hockey kind of sets you apart and by extension sets the grizzlies apart from other teams absolutely i mean that's not to 
brag or anything, but when you've been doing it for as long as I have and it just people, you know, you develop relationships either through players who you played with. And I mean, guy used to play with Brad Trelleving just got hired as the GM in Toronto. Right. So my, my resources are, are vast. I, you know, I'd put it up against anybody probably in this league to, you know, that I could out recruit <laughs> type thing. You know, my goal, I mean, our goals are like, just because we're an expansion team, but I still want to win. Like I want to, I want to win the whole thing. And my year one, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, you look at my resume, I don't lose very often. And there's a reason for that because I feel I put in the work and make the calls and, you know, you're out for dinner and your phone rings and you got to leave the table and the people you're with aren't always happy, but you know, that's the livelihood. That's the, that's kind of the, that's kind of how hockey people are. It's not a set, set type schedule right whenever your phone rings or whatever you need to talk to a player an advisor you got to do it because it could jerk it's like you want to win and there's no secret that the best coaches are always the guys with the best players so best players win and as long as you get those you should be okay and coach i i love you saying that like you know i'm, I'm gonna out recruit guys right you want to win you the, to be good at anything to get to the level you've gotten to in your career both on the ice behind the bench and in, everything in between you got to want to win as a guy with my name on a show trust me humility is not something that i'm worried about in this building you got to hate losing you got to hate losing to win at this level to win at any level of the game in any sport anywhere to be a great athlete you got to hate losing more than you like winning and and that's what it's all about let's get to our parting words this is where we close the show we just say goodbye to everybody here what do you what are your final words here coach for for everyone at home listening into the dan k show yeah, no, I mean, fans of the USPHL and the NCDC and especially our fans in Rock Springs, like we're really, really excited to uh, to get this thing going. I'm super, what I'm doing all this work right now in the back, excuse me, but in the back of my mind, all I want to, all I want to do is like drop the puck. <laughs> you know, it's, going on. it's kind of, it's like a new toy. It's motivated me. I'm excited to, to put this all together and, you know, you, you hope it works out and but you gotta you still have to get everybody together and get it all clicking. So I'm excited and really excited to to bring a really high level of hockey. We're the only junior A we're the highest level of hockey in the state of Wyoming. So Rock Springs is, you know, I was taught I recruited a player from Rock Springs. Did I just talked to his parents the other day and was, I, I, I saw him out in Denver when I was there and he, he's from the Tahoe Lake Tahoe Academy yeah. and his dad was like can't even believe that <laughs> they woke up one day and they got a junior A tier two team right in their backyard in Rock Springs so they're excited and the fans and talking to the fans are excited we're doing some real nice uh, we're building a brand new dressing room in the arena we're, we're putting we're putting some time in we want to make it as professional as we can right so I, I feel like it's a higher this is junior a tier two hockey and the players you know their the expectations we have for have from them so we have to make sure that we're giving them things back and by putting in a brand new dressing room and making a few renovations around the, the rink it's it's going to go a long way absolutely love it the rock springs grizzlies are gonna be tearing things up in year one with coach nails behind the bench my parting words always go with our guests my parting word today you used it a couple times here today coach it's accountability and i'm going to change it to accountability buddy i'm going to make this one fun for the young guys at home listening 
find that accountability, buddy, right? We have billet brothers throughout the year. We might have billet families, but find that person in your life who's going to hold you accountable the same way we need to hold ourselves accountable at times. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we can give ourselves a nice little pep talk to tell us what we're missing, what we need to put more work into, all these things. But it's good to have somebody sitting there also in our lives that can look from the outside perspective and go, hey, you missed this one, or hey, you're not in the gym enough, or hey, you're not on the ice enough, or hey, put that video game controller down and get back to work, or maybe don't post that on social media. The little things out there that make us better and the people in our lives, that support system that help raise us to the next level and get to play for a guy like Coach Darren Naylor and the Rock Springs Grizzlies. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. The Rock Springs Grizzlies, you can watch all about them on USPHLNCDC.com. Let's talk about our sponsors, Quick Selly Salt, a couple hockey moms bringing your dinner table to the next level. Celebrate your next meal with Selly Salt. Body-Trick.com. These are all natural products to help you heal your muscles. Also, penalty kill spray from Body-Trick.com. It's the hockey mom who found an all-natural way to stop your hockey equipment from smelling so bad. Spray it in your next locker room that you're in. Uh, we talked about remastered sleep. Oli Kolzig loves it. It stopped him from snoring. His wife's happy. You get the water bottle of your dreams. Just stop snoring with just a sip. RemasteredSleep.com will get you 10% off. Dan K. Show at checkout. That's the coupon code GMU Sport. Putting in the off-season work, you need to put the right things in your body. Go to gmusport.com to get that done. And the Pueblo Bulls, who this guy's going to be playing against this year, they uh, they sponsor Dan K. Show as well. And, uh, you know, run with the Bulls or run from them. If it's an actual bull, just run away. DanKShow.com. Thanks for watching this week's show and keep an eye out. I had a good feeling the Rock Springs Grizzlies are going to be a pretty solid squad this season. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.